Hello, friends. This is Nathan Powell. I co-host a brand new podcast called Dynasty Double Take with Dan Sanyo. We join the DLF family of podcasts with unique Dynasty arguments in a short 10 to 12 minute format. Dan and I love to debate Dynasty, and we hope you enjoy our banter as we discuss topics like trade offers, coaching, draft capital, and much, much more. You're listening to the Dynasty League Football Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome to another episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Dan Myler, this week. With me again, as always, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price. The three of us are doing a lot of auctioning this week. Uh, Ryan... You and I are tag teaming in in Matt Price's league, Red List Two. That's an exciting start. Uh, you also have your kitchen sink, couple of those free agent auctions going right now, and I have my dead president salary cap auction. So with that, we're gonna completely ignore salary cap and auctions and all that fun stuff and talk about something uh, a little bit more redrafty for a dynasty show, as Matt said earlier before we started recording, but we're going to talk a little bit about repeating top 12 performances, quarterback ones, how they translate from year to year, and how many fall out, and how many uh, are replaced among those top 12 seasons. We'll go through all the positions, but before we do that, let's bring in Matt. Matt, Red List 2 is firing up. You're a busy guy right now. Thanks for making time to, to join us this week. Yeah, absolutely. There's been uh, quite a bit of draft pick trades already. I think one team has already now owns four sets of, of 2019 picks, so they've they've sold off about 38.5% of their, their startup budget to, for future. So um, a lot of stuff going on in that league. Ryan, we're tag team in one of the teams, as I said earlier, and uh, we've been laying in the weeds, uh, waiting for a little more action to, to hit. Uh, it's coming in thick, though, now. How long are we going to be able to hold off before we, we start throwing bids out massively? I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely getting getting a little antsy. It's There's there's just not much better in the fantasy football world than a startup auction. Uh, and, I know. And, it's so much fun. Uh, and I've actually never done a format quite like this. In, in Matt's League, we have three copies of every single player. So if you don't get the first one, or if you don't like the price of that first player, just just wait wait around a little bit. You'll get some more. Well, we're hoping that waiting around will pay off in the end, I guess, since we're, we haven't been all that active. Uh, we'll find out if that's a good strategy or a bad one in the coming week or two. Uh, let's get to, the, get to today's topic, though. First, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. We'll talk about... Those top 12 performances overall in a season, we're talking, of course. And over the last seven years, an average of 56% of quarterbacks have repeated their performance as a quarterback one or a top 12 fantasy football scorer in the next season. With that in mind, if that trend continues, that means five quarterbacks from the 2017 season will fall from the top 12. Um, let's go through that top 12, Ryan. Um, starting at number one, the top, top guy was Russell Wilson, followed by Cam Newton, Alex Smith, Tom Brady, 
Kirk Cousins made a top five appearance, and then Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, Matt Stafford, Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, Big Ben, and then the 12th highest scoring quarterback was Jared Goff. That's a pretty nice group of quarterbacks, but as I was reading through that list, Ryan, there's some notable omissions, I would say. Those guys are all top 12, and if we assume that five are going to fall out of that top 12, Ryan, who's the most likely to do so? This is this is pretty tough with quarterbacks, and looking at this list, I think it's one thing that's really interesting this year is uh, we've got a couple of these guys with new teams, which rarely happens, especially at that quarterback position, but uh, of course, Alex Smith moving to Washington, Kirk Cousins to Minnesota. So so two of the top five players from last year are their their outlook is different, I think it's fair to say. So because of that, kind of with that in mind, the first name that I would say that is a candidate to fall out of the top twelve would be Alex Smith. We've got this new team. I I, I don't think his weapons in Washington are, are nearly as as strong as they were in Kansas City and Looking at his career last year, that QB3 finish was by far an outlier compared to uh, the rest of his uh, the rest of his career. So I think he's one player we can expect to fall out of the top 12. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Matt, I think most dynasty owners are, are expecting Smith to, to at least fall down. Maybe not all the way out of the top 12, but most dynasty owners... Wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Outside of Smith, who do you think is the most likely to fall out of the top 12 among quarterbacks? My next guy after Smith, I think he is the obvious choice there. And I think the dynasty community has, uh, you know, kind of reflected that by not really bumping him up in terms of his ADP at all this offseason. But uh, the next guy I think might be due to injury for me. And that's that's Carson Wentz. You know, if he doesn't ends up not starting the, the season and, and full starts, say, the first four to six games, then I think there's a, a a pretty high chance that Wentz is not going to finish inside the top 12, at least in terms of total points. He probably will still get there in terms of a points per game basis if he comes back, you know, a quarter to a uh, halfway through the season. So um, he's my next choice there out of that group. Well, that's an interesting one. I think Wentz uh, truthists out there or truthers out there would probably be shaking their head at you, Matt. Ryan, what are your thoughts on Wentz? Yeah, I think with the, with the injury in mind that, that makes some sense. I've we we have heard some good reports about Wentz as far as um, his recovery, and I, I'm not ready to say he'll be ready in Week One. But um, the Eagles know they they certainly have a um, more than competent backup uh, in, in Nick Foles. So it would be smart for them to play it safe, and and because of that, it could be. Uh, it could be a couple weeks, maybe even a month, like Matt said, before we do see Wentz. And uh, it would be hard, obviously, to crack that top 12 overall if he were to miss a month. It'd be difficult, but with all those weapons in place, I wouldn't be surprised if he did something like that. Uh, he didn't miss much time in the in the regular season last year and still finished the season uh, right up there in the top six. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I'd be... 
pretty surprised if he fell drastically, even if he does miss time. Uh, so, and I think there's probably a few other names that, that caught my eye in front of Wentz. The next one for me being Dak Prescott. I, I just have a, have a lot of trouble believing that with the weapons that are in place or, or lack thereof, I guess, you know, there, there's talk of Terrence Williams being their number one receiver and Alan Hearns being their number one pass catcher. Uh, they don't have a tight end that can catch the ball unless he's going to pad his stats with rushing numbers or, or rushing touchdowns, which ha- happens from time to time. I just don't think that they have the weapons in place, Matt, to, to, for Dak to repeat that top 10 performance that he had a last last year I feel like he could he's a candidate to fall drastically out of the top 12 what are your thoughts on Prescott yeah I think he was my third choice for sure and just what you said the lack of weapons you know I was actually kind of surprised to see him up there in the top 12 after the 2017 season considering how how down dynasty owners have been been on him especially towards the end of the the season there so I I think he's definitely a likely candidate who's he going to throw the ball to uh you know is Gallup going to take a step year one and really be a go-to receiver I just don't know it just it just seems like unless he's going to throw the ball to to to, uh Ezekiel Elliott you know 20 times a game then which there's been lots of reports that his his receiving role is going to increase and you know probably just an OTA nonsense report but uh, it, it seems like it could happen and, and that's probably his, his best path honestly towards uh, a, a lot of fantasy production in, in 2018. Yeah it's interesting because Dak Prescott actually was a repeat performer. He, w- he was a top 12 quarterback in 2016 as well so uh, for him to be high on this list it, it it really doesn't say anything about his his skills or, or anything like that. It it's all about those weapons and dynasty owners everywhere are are familiar with the the lack of weapons that the Cowboys have going into the season. After that, after those first three guys, Smith and and like you said, Wentz, Matt, and then and then Prescott. Who's the fourth guy for you? It was really tough, honestly. I put these in different categories. So I put likely to fall, and those the three we've talked about are in my likely to fall category. And then my, my only one in the might might fall category is, is Cousins. And honestly, it's just because of that team change like Ryan talked about. I think the weapons are, are obviously great there, but he's also going to be playing on a team with a, an elite-level defense. It's going to maybe have them not throw the ball as often, uh, especially if Dalvin Cook comes back healthy. So uh, I don't, I, that, that one I'm not really sure about. Uh, it, 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 I don't think it'll, it'll happen it's kind of that's why it's in the might category but I think there is enough reason there to to say that it, it certainly could happen Ryan there are there are so many names that we talked about here that have been on this list year in and year out Drew Brees and Matthew Stafford and Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson those guys just seem to be regular top 12 performers at the position and there are a few that that fell this year due to injury as well, um, I didn't. I guess I didn't even mention Tom Brady. It's hard to f- come up with a fourth and fifth guy for me. I, I wrote Jared Goff's name down. He he was the twelfth quarterback a year ago. I could see Big Ben falling off a little bit, but like Matt, I had a little bit of trouble coming up with that fifth guy. I certainly had Cousins as my fourth on the list as well. Did, did do you feel better about any of these guys, or, or worse, I guess, about any of these guys falling out of these the the top 12 beyond those three that we talked about? Yeah. If I'm looking for another target and with the idea that five of these guys are going to, to fall, it, it, it does get tricky. Big Ben would be the next one for me. And Matt talked about the injury with Wentz earlier. And 
Roethlisberger, we, we know, has has trouble staying on the field, just usually not major injuries. I'm, I'm looking back at his career numbers now. It, it looks like he's played in at least 12 games every year of his career. But in, in almost every season, he's missing one or two or three games. So in, in this data sample we're looking at over the past seven seasons, he has uh, he's made some several appearances in the top 12, but but certainly not uh, an every year uh, fixture like some of the other names you mentioned. So uh, he was quarterback 11 last year. He has a quarterback six rank, a quarterback 10 rank a few years ago. But um, we also see some outside of the top 15 even. So uh, if, if I have to name another guy, he would be the next one on my list. Yeah, mine, mine as well. And, you know, I didn't feel that good about coming up with the top five list like we've been talking about until I started looking at the guys that were missing. I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of a lot of omissions on this list that you expect to be a top 12 quarterback year in and year out. And I think we should start at the top. A uh, couple of really big names, uh, guys that dynasty owners everywhere are expecting to put up big numbers in 2018, and that's Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. If anything, uh, Rodgers, because of the consistent elite play throughout his career, and Deshaun Watson, for for a totally different reason, for for that elite play that he put up over a short span during his rookie season. Matt, what are your thoughts specifically on these two, Rodgers and Watson? If we're going to kick out Alex Smith and, and Dak Prescott, it seems like those are the two names that would immediately jump into that top 12. Yeah, those are both uh, certainly at the top of the list. I mean, I, the only thing that kept them out of it, obviously, last year was the injury. And without, an, without with a healthy season, I think both of them easily get back in there, at least over over Smith and, and uh, Prescott and potentially Wentz, you know, depending on how he comes back. The other names from this list, Winston Mariota, Matt Ryan, and Blake Bortles. I mean, Blake Bortles, for some reason, keeps doing it, right? Uh, if not in the top 12, just right on the borderline there. And then Mariota and Winston, you know, they were both expected to take a big step last season and it didn't really happen now we've got Matt LaFleur and potentially that Sean McVay offense for Mariota so that'll be really fun to watch and he's certainly a candidate and, you know and, and Winston uh, in, in year two with some of these new weapons and, and, and a new running back coming on board so uh, both of these guys I think are also candidates for that third spot if I had to pick one out of those it would be Mariota for me yeah I, I tend to lean ever so slightly towards Janus Winston as the third guy for me, but it, it really is splitting hairs. Those guys have been compared since they entered the league together as those high draft picks and things like that. And it seems like we as dynasty owners continue to put them side by side in our rankings. And, and even in this exercise, they're side by side uh, as, as potentially that third or that fourth guy. Uh, ask 10 people and you'll probably get 10 different answers. Ryan, what are your thoughts on, on the guys who could replace these five quarterbacks that are destined to fall out of that top 12 among quarterbacks? I mean, obviously the names that we've talked about, Rodgers, Watson, Winston, uh, Mariota, Matt Ryan, even Blake Bortles, uh, just just based on his finishes over his career, those, those are all guys that obviously carry a ton of value and have put up the production uh, when they've had a chance. So it, it wouldn't be a surprise to see any of those guys in the top 12 and this whole discussion just goes to show the the depth of the quarterback position in fantasy football and dynasty football. And, and that's why late round quarterback is a strategy that continues to work 
year in and year out. Yeah, and I would expect that it would continue to, you know, when we talk about quarterbacks and we're talking about the top 12, you know, today really we're talking about single quarterback leagues or maybe that first quarterback in a super flex league. The position, like you said, is so deep that it's difficult to really pin down and, and there's there's so much there's not that much difference between the number eight quarterback and the number 15 quarterback typically. So being called that that top 12 guy or a true quarterback one is misleading at times. So we decided before the show, fellas, that we're going to come to a consensus on this. It seems like Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, uh, they're all out. I'm having a little bit of trouble with Wentz. I could agree with Roethlisberger. Ryan, if if you have to pick a, a fifth guy out of your group, is it Wentz then? Um, I guess it would be. Yeah, just just based on what we know with his injury currently, looking and just thinking about the offense that some of these other players currently are, are a part of and have built around them, it, it's just hard to see some of these guys falling out of the top twelve. It it will happen, obviously, and and there will be some surprises here. As, as there will be with every position, but I guess it would be Wentz, yeah. I, I mean, it's December 11th, right? That's when his, his injury was. So, I mean, if we're saying nine months, ten months, you know, to, to be safe on this injury, I just I just think it's really close, and I think he seems like a pretty obvious candidate unless he is going to be ready for that first month. And I don't know why they would rush him back, like we talked about. You know, they have a great backup who just won a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl MVP. Why would they rush back their, their franchise quarterback? So... Yeah, I, I still lean to to Goff as the fifth guy, but I will concede. And we'll we'll finish the list, I guess, with, with Carson Wentz. If we're going to replace him, it seems like Rodgers, Watson, Winston, and Mariota are a consensus. That fifth guy seems pretty obvious to me with Matt Ryan. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I can I can go with Matt Ryan there. That I mean, I think he's going to be way better than he was last year, and you know, but maybe not quite as good as he was in 2016. So I could see him right on the on the edge there, that that fringe maybe quarterback 11, 12. It's hard to really say he's going to have the bounce back to to the point that he did in 2017 because he was an MVP in in 2017 and put up huge numbers for dynasty owners everywhere. Ryan, uh, we're not expecting that kind of bounce back, but. Nobody should be surprised when he ends 2018 as the quarterback 9 or 10, right? No, not at all. I mean, I, I do think uh, – I, I think last year was an outlier. I think 2016 when he had when he was quarterback 2 was also an outlier, and I think somewhere between that 8 and 15 range is what he is. Uh, we know uh, Julio had a bit of a disappointing season. I, I kind of say that a little bit – you know, tongue in cheek, I guess, just because of the lack of touchdown scoring. But if if we expect that to kind of come back to what we all expect it to be, then that will that will of course help Matt Ryan as well. Yeah, I'm I'm a buyer of Matt Ryan this off season. It seems like we're getting him at a discount right now, and I'll take that discount, particularly in those super flex leagues that we talked about earlier before we get to running backs let's take a quick timeout for this word hey there this is tom kislingberry of the read and react podcast have you ever wished you could be an nfl general manager i'm sure you've watched kevin costner in draft day this week i know i have well now you can thanks to reality sports online it's a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like 
and NFL general manager, Kevin Costner. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel like Kevin Costner and features a revolutionary free agency auction room which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fancy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent to single or multi-year contracts, just like Kevin Costner. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has tons of other cool features in addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, just like Kevin Costner did, multi-team trades, just like Kevin Costner did, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, much, much, much more. So test your general manager skills, just like Kevin Costner, for free at realitysportsonline.com in a mock free agency auction. And if you like what you see, use the promo code DLF10 and receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Just like Kevin Costner. Let's uh, move move a little bit farther back in that backfield and talk about a few running backs, fellas. Just a gen- general overview of the position over the last seven seasons. An average of 37% of running backs repeat their performance as a running back one from the season before. With that in mind, guys, that tr- and if that trend continues, eight running backs from the 2017 top 12 at the position would fall from the running back one ranks. Let's talk about these guys from 2017. First of all, the, the, the top group is that elite group in dynasty owners' minds everywhere. Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Elvin Kamara. Uh, Kareem Hunt and, and Melvin Gordon. After that, we start to get into some veterans mixed in with some of these young guys and and uh, some others as well. Mark Ingram, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Hyde makes an appearance in the top 12 uh, with all those carries that he got in San Francisco last year. Leonard Fournette, McCaffrey, Duke Johnson, and Ezekiel Elliott rounds out the top 12. This is a really interesting group. And the stat that I mentioned earlier, Matt, is eyebrow-raising for sure. If if we're going to assume that eight running backs out of this group, a group that includes Gurley, Bell, Kamara, Hunt, Gordon, and Ezekiel Elliott, is eight of those guys are going to fall out of, out of there? It's hard to believe. If you had to choose one, first of all, who would that top guy, top candidate to fall out of the top 12 be, man? I think there are two obvious ones here, so I'll, I'll name one of them, and I think that's got to be Carlos Hyde. Uh, unless he just dominates, touches, and Chubb doesn't get anything, and, and you know he has some receiving ability as well, and he could help relegate Duke Johnson um, you know, a little bit, then you know, and Duke Johnson's got to – I'm just going to name them both, all right? Duke, uh, Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, they're the two that are obvious, I think. I think they're going to ca- uh, cannibalize each other, and I think Chubb's going to be involved too. So I just think that those two are, are very obvious, and sorry if one of those was a spoiler. Yeah, it, it's not really a spoiler. I think when I mentioned the names, uh, most most listeners were probably thinking, oh, yeah, Johnson, he'll probably fall out. Okay, Hyde will fall out as well. You know, I'm not sure that it paints a really accurate picture, however, because a lot of dynasty owners aren't expecting Carlos Hyde to be a top eight fantasy running back in 2018. And, and I, I think it's... It's troublesome for for dynasty owners to think that Duke Johnson will repeat as a top twelve performer 
as well. I think those expectations are a lot lower, Ryan. I think you'd probably agree that those two are involved. Who are the next couple guys most likely to fall out for you? I think the next obvious one, and maybe the most obvious one, is Mark Ingram with the uh, the four-game suspension that he's facing. We expect, at least I expect, uh, Alvin Kamara to be even more involved in that offense than he was uh, during his rookie year when he just absolutely put on a show. Um, it, it seemed like that's kind of the way that that entire offense was going the, as as the season went along. Ingram was... Uh, I certainly wouldn't say phased out, but his role was his role was lessened uh, as as we got towards the end of the season. And now with the four games that he's going to miss, certainly would not expect him to uh, repeat his top 12 performance. So we got three guys that I think we can all say are going to be consensus. I I thought Ingram Ingram was the most likely to fall out as well. Beyond that, we're we're talking about Gurley and Bell and Kamara, Hunt, Gordon, McCoy, who's a regular on this list, Fournette, who gets all the touches in the world down in Jacksonville, McCaffrey, who dynasty owners everywhere are gaga over, and Ezekiel Elliott. That is a who's who of dynasty assets at the running back position, Matt. Who's next on your list? Who's who's the next most likely? Can we just say whoever gets hurt? Yeah, that that was is really the answer, I think. And and for just along those lines, my next guy was LaShawn McCoy. Now I, I think there's two arguments to this. One he's the only show in town, right? Like he's going to get all the carries. And if that happens, then he's probably going to be back on this list. But he's a year older. He's in a bad offense. That The offensive line is pretty terrible. He's going to have a rookie or or A.J. McCarron as his quarterback. So everybody's going to be keying in on him. So I think there's a high probability that if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't get all that volume because of uh, some nagging injuries here and there, hamstrings he's, he's had over the years, um, things like that. So I think he's a, a likely candidate. At least he's the last one in my likely category yeah i i agree with that i, I kind of put leonard fournette into it as well just because of the the rookie season that he had and the injuries that that he seemed to be nagging and he had a little bit of that weird off the field stuff so so i threw him into the same type of category that yes maybe he could fall off but i wouldn't be surprised if he finished the season as a top three running back as well if we have to dig any deeper than that ryan you got any names for me yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple of others, and again, this this doesn't necessarily mean they're they're likely, but maybe they're just more likely than some of the others. Um, Christian McCaffrey would probably be my next uh, next guy I pick. I, I think uh, I think they want that offense to look a lot like it did last year, so um, they they get rid of Jonathan Stewart who struggled they bring in CJ Anderson who I'm certainly not a huge fan of but I think he's better at this point of their careers than Stewart was so if he's more effective than what they had last year that could take some red zone opportunities away from McCaffrey uh, DJ Moore could certainly take some targets away from McCaffrey uh, so he he's not a player I'm worried about in dynasty but I could see him falling out of this top 12 especially since he was just 10th a year ago. Matt, you're going to probably have a problem with, with that. <laughs> I, I know. And I'll let you uh, uh, give your rebuttal here in a moment. Uh, I was thinking McCaffrey as well for all the reasons that Ryan mentioned. And, and it's not necessarily 
um, a, a negative towards McCaffrey. I just think there's a lot there's a lot to a lot of footballs that need to go around there and McCaffrey needs to get into the end zone. And I don't know if that's necessarily a big strength of his. I, I, I think he'll need to, to keep a top 12, his top 12 status at running back. The next guy for me was Ezekiel Elliott for obvious reasons, not nothing on the field, but uh, like you said earlier, Matt, with LaShawn McCoy, he's the only show in town. He's going to get a lot of carries and that could mean, he finishes the season as the top running back in our game. It, it also gives him the potential to wear down faster, potentially get hurt. Uh, and then there's the off-field stuff that, that still lingers, um, may not be right at the tips of our minds anymore, but but certainly could become an issue once again with one little slip-up. So he was the last name that I really wrote down as as a guy I was had had more than just slight concerns over uh there's a few more guys on my list but but Matt what are your thoughts on on McCaffrey and whoever else you think could fall out of this list yeah I don't have McCaffrey or Elliot written down so <laughs> I guess I'm in the minority there McCaffrey I think his role is going to expand not decrease I think he's going to get more carries than last year I'm not worried about CJ Anderson really I, and I think he's one of the few uh few candidates out of the entire running back uh, uh out of all running backs in the league that have a, have a real shot at a thousand rushing and a thousand receiving so i'm not willing to go there with you guys um and elliot i i just think again like mccoy he's the only game in town like the, we just talked about how bad the receiving crew was for for uh, dak prescott so i just think he's going to be the total uh engine of that offense and like you said it, it could it could result in him wearing down but I, I try really hard to not not bank on injuries and I, I guess maybe it's just recency bias but i'm not really i, I don't really care about the off the field stuff anymore right now either i'm sure i'm sure it could come back pretty easily but um anyway so my next two guys that i wrote down were kareem hunt just because i think spencer ware is gonna gonna steal you know 80 to 100 carries uh and and is really good around the goal line and catches the ball really well just like uh just like hunt does so if they want to keep hunt fresh then i, I could easily see that happen we had had that whole stretch of the in the middle of the season uh, in 2017 where Andy Reid just forgot about Kareem Hunt, and now now he also has Spencer Ware back there too to uh, to, to compete with carries rather than just Sharkhandrick West. So um, I think he's a, he's a possibility. And then the other guy is uh, is Melvin Gordon. You know, just been inefficient for most of his year, most of his career. Uh, never been above four yards a carry uh, in any of the seasons, despite all the production he's put up. So I, I think he's going to be a touchdown reliant guy. I think they're going to want to throw the ball around more, especially if Mike Williams is 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 going to be Mike Williams from from college, Dan. Like, like, uh, like I know you think that he is going to be. So uh, those are my last two guys, but they're in my might category. You know, I'm not super, super tied to those. I, I, I cannot come up with eight. Six was all I could really come up with from this list. Yeah, I ended up with seven, and Gordon and Hunt were the last two on my list as well for the same reasons. Ryan, did you have anybody else you wanted to throw their hat or their name into the hat as we try to come up with eight names? Yeah, I'm with Matt. I, I was trying to make a case for Gordon in my mind, and and – it seems like we hear these stories from the chargers that they want to, uh, they want to give other running backs more carries or more touches, but, but they're the moves they make just doesn't really match up with that. I mean, they, they, they've got Austin Eckler who I was, I was impressed with during his rookie season, uh, but they didn't give him a ton of touches. They bring in uh, Justin Jackson, from Northwestern and I, I like him a little bit as well as, as kind of a, a deep sleeper type of player, but 
they they only used a day three pick on him, so not a ton invested there. Uh, so it just seems like um, just seems like their their moves don't actually match up with what they're saying. I'm not sure there's really any other option than Gordon for the the huge majority of touches there with with the Chargers. Yeah, there it's it's really interesting because as you were putting together some of the some of the information we needed to to do this show, Ryan, uh, and I was going through what you had put together for us. I the running back position was the one I continuously shook my head at because in the last seven years, the least amount to fall out of the top twelve among running backs is six. So for seven straight years, at least six tailbacks have fallen out of the top 12 the following season. So I, I guess we can say this coming season is going to be the best season of, of recent memory, at least. And six or fewer will fall out. I think we all agreed that it was Hyde and Duke Johnson. Um, we all had Ingram on our list as well. And then LaShawn McCoy has... There are doubts there for sure because of his age and, and the team he plays on and, and everything else surrounding him. That's only four, though, fellas. So we have to come up with at least two more that we feel are going to fall out of the top 12. Gordon seems to be on all of our lists. Uh, so maybe he's there. McCaffrey's on a couple of ours. I had Hunt on mine. So did Matt. Uh, Matt, are you, are you agree in agreement? Gordon is number five and who's number six for me? It's hunt. And I think I'm going to get vo- outvoted on McCaffrey, but, but you know, that's fine. Okay. How about you, Ryan? Uh, this, this is, <laughs> it's so hard. This man. is voting hard. against one of your favorite players is, is difficult. They're one of the best players in our game. That's, that's tough to do. I mean, I do, you kind of alluded to it there, Dan, but I do think looking back at this, at these lists and, and, what we're looking at is just the top 12 scores from the 2010 season up through this past season. And there's some, some of this data is really skewed at this point because 2015, you only had two players, two running backs that repeated 2016. You only had three running backs that repeated from the previous season. And that just goes to show you how bad the running backs uh, landscape was around the NFL uh, that you didn't have that consistency. That's why uh, you you see dynasty teams, dynasty owners building around the wide receiver position and essentially ignoring running backs because you didn't know what to expect from year to year until we got this influx um, over the past two or three seasons that now we have a little more structure, a little more stability. And I, I don't really expect eight of these guys to fall, uh, fall out of the top 12. I think we're going to kind of get back to what we saw uh, in the, uh, I guess the, uh, you know, uh, seven or eight or nine years ago when you had guys like Ray Rice and McCoy and Foster and uh, Chris Johnson, Marshawn Lynch, Matt Forte, those were guys that were finishing in the top 12 uh, almost year in and year out. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we can put we can put Hunt or Fournette or, or McCaffrey. It's, uh, I don't agree with Zeke. I know that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean Zeke made the list, made the top twelve, even with the suspension a year ago. Still made the top Six twelve games, overall. Yeah. Um, so he he averaged the third most fantasy points per game. I think again, barring one of these off field things that we don't know about, uh, I don't think he's likely to fall out. 
Yeah, so in my defense, I was the only <laughs> one trying to get to eight. You guys both quit at six. <laughs> and, and the exercise said to get to eight, so I had to come up with a reason to put Zeke on my list. I I agree, it's not likely. It's not likely that it, really any of these guys uh, beyond the top four on, on our list of, of likely guys to fall out really actually do so. So we'll end up with Hyde and, and Duke and Ingram, McCoy, Gordon, and I guess we'll go with Hunt. As our consensus well, guy, if we want to say, I don't feel very good about that either. Right, I, I don't necessarily either, but uh, we would agree that Gurley, Bell, Kamara, and Zeke are are fairly well locked in, and that means everybody else falls out. Oh my goodness, that means really good names: Fournette and McCaffrey and and Hunt and and all those other games names as well. So now we got to replace these guys fellas and there are some obvious candidates for sure but let's start with the rookie class i i think this is you know of all the positions we're going to talk about here all four positions and the the players falling out and the players coming in this conversation was the most intriguing to me because even if you only have to put six in there, there are a lot of really good names that that are enticing for sure. So let's let's forget about the veterans that missed some time last year, just barely missed the cut, or find themselves in a new landing spot this year and with more opportunity. Let's forget them for a moment. And and let's even forget about Saquon Barkley. Just for a moment. And, and talk about every other rookie running back because it's a nice group, Matt. And there's certainly, to every dynasty owner out there, one name, again, Barkley excluded, that is most likely to make that huge leap that we've seen so much recently. The the Elvin Kamara and, and, and Hunt and, and even Fournette and McCaffrey and, and others going back a little farther, uh, Gordon and Zeke and, and so many others. Who who's the guy to you among this rookie class, this this late first and early second round, even third round rookie class that is most likely to make that big splash, the Kareem Hunt splash that we saw a year ago? Yeah, this is an important conversation because going back just to 2015, we've had at least two rookie running backs crack that top 12 every season, and last year we had four. So, uh, and we have another you know fairly exciting rookie class again. Uh, this one's tough for me because I, I, I I've been pretty open about not liking the player, but if they're really going to give Rashad Penny all the volume that they've been talking about, then I think he's a likely candidate. My pick, though, if we're not if we're excluding Penny because because I don't like him, <laughs> uh, then uh, it would have to be Royce Freeman for me because I think he's just going to run away with that job, and I think he's going to get everything in that backfield. You know, Booker is is a decent receiving back, but I think I think Freeman can catch too, and I think he can prove that that he's a guy that they don't have to take off the field. So I'm going to go with, with Royce Freeman out of this group of rookies, excluding Saquon. Yeah, Freeman was was a name I ha- had highlighted as well. And, and I like Freeman just fine, but I love that landing spot and the opportunity and the lack of, of depth at the position uh, in that Broncos backfield. Ryan, among these rookies, maybe it's Freeman, maybe it's Penny, maybe somebody else. Who's the guy that you think is most likely excluding Barkley? Yeah, it's, it's such a weird time of year because we, we've got these mini camps going on and I, I don't know if if these veteran running backs have some, you know, some confidence issues or what, but it seems like all we're hearing over the past few days 
is, is how well these these veteran, basically backup caliber players are playing and that it's going to be a committee or that it's going to be their job. You know, we've heard it with uh, Peyton Barber and Charles Sims versus Ronald Jones. We heard it with um, Devontae Booker. We heard it with uh, even Chris Carson, a rookie from a year ago there in Seattle. So I'm not believing any of it. I think, um, really all of these guys, Jones, Freeman, Geis, Penny, I think any of those could crack the top 12. Uh, I think all of those will lead their team in carries, or, or at least they are in a position to right now. The guy, if I'm just picking one outside of Saquon Barkley, I think it would be Ronald Jones. I'm I'm really, he, he was a player I didn't necessarily believe in uh, through that pre-draft process, but the more I, I, read about him the more I, I really even just think about the situation uh, he's a player that I'm, I'm definitely coming around on yeah Jones is my guy as well and I think Freeman would be the second guy among this group for me although I do like Geis in his landing spot uh and then Matt and I have, have kind of shared a brain on, on Penny um Jones though it, it just seems like a beacon of light to me every time I think about this rookie class and again, Barkley excluded, that's the name that just pops out to me. And and you mentioned the, the guys that he's competing with down there in Tampa Bay. When we're talking about Peyton Barber and Charles Sims, two guys that are replacement level tailbacks, in my opinion. And, and sure, each have had their moments and they're in the NFL for a reason. And and they've they've even been useful to dynasty owners in the past. But Jones' explosiveness, the draft capital, and the, the, the weapons around him, the offensive line, how I expect that Tampa Bay offense to take that step forward, it all adds up to Jones having a big season. And not only having the potential to be a top 12 running back, I think it's, it might be even likely that he has that kind of season. Um, there's just not a lot of competition there at all. So so Jones and Freeman are, are certainly guys that, that dynasty owners are excited about, and even redraft guys should be pretty excited about going into the 2018 season. Let's talk about the, the guy we just glazed right over, and that's Saquon Barkley, Matt. Um, I think we're all going to be in, in agreement that he's going to be one of the, the guys that will make that jump. Uh, ideal landing spot. Everything that I just said about Jones uh, to the nth degree with Barkley as well. Uh, how high though? We're I, I know this is a little bit off topic. How high is he going to end up on that list as a rookie? I think top six is 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 within his reach for sure. You know, I think he, in addition to all the rushing work he's going to get, I think he's going to get eighty to one hundred targets in the passing game. Um, you know, and if he catches seventy five percent of that, then you know I think he's going to be right there as a floor with what McCaffrey did as a receiver last year. Um, I don't think he is as good a receiver as McCaffrey in terms of his his route running ability and, and all that. But I think he could easily get that in this offense and seeing the decline of Eli Manning and being able to get him the ball out quicker um, and that sort of thing. So I think top six is is pretty easily within his reach when you add in, um, you know, I think it was 117 carries or something last season for, for McCaffrey. So if you bump that up, you know, double that for, for, uh, for Barkley on top of all the receiving, then I think you have a top six kind of back there. 
Yeah, it feels to me like it. it obviously, the the ceiling's much higher, but I think I think it's likely that he has more of a Camara Hunt season than a McCaffrey season. To me, Ryan, what do you think? If you had to make that early guess, where where is he going to land among these running backs this time next year? I mean, if we're if we're just simply talking how they're going to score, you know, it's it's certainly difficult to project. But um, I mean, he's already being valued as a top three running back. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes as a top three running back. I'm just glad we're having um, as as much difficulty in this conversation as we as we have had because when you look back at the list. Just a couple years ago, you had names like Danny Woodhead and Latavius Murray and Chris Ivory, and and those are players who we would have had an easy time of kicking out of the top 12. Uh, And now to have so many players that we don't expect to fall out, to have so many players that we are trying to find a spot in the top 12 for, that's a good place to be for dynasty owners. Yeah, absolutely. And and going back to those, those rankings from a few years back, uh, you know, there was a time, it's, it's sickening to us Packers fans, Matt, but there was a time where Eddie Lacy was, was that young guy that was, was on the come and, and the guy that we were excited about. And ugh, I don't know if that's going to happen. 20, this list. was it, was it 2015 that he was going to be, he was, he felt like one of the safest running backs <laughs> in startup drafts. Yeah. Uh, after that 24, he had three, he had two, what was the top six finishes his rookie season in 2014. So yeah, things. Uh, yeah. He was crazy quick. safe. Crazy safe. So let's Crazy talk safe. about these vets here. It seems like we're we're eager to put a couple of these rookies into this group, um, but there's some veterans that are certainly worth talking about as well. None more than Devonta Freeman. Um, he has a couple of really nice finishes in his in his past, and it seems to me like Atlanta. They have one more year of the combination. He and Tevin Coleman, but they've they've shown nothing but wanting to get Freeman the football and, and that potential for, for a top 10 season still exists and, and maybe is likely, Ryan. Um, how likely do you think it is that Devonta Freeman makes the jump back into the top 12? Yeah, I certainly feel safe with him. You mentioned um, some of his past performances. He was running back six two years ago, running back one overall the year before that in, in that really surprising uh, 2015 season. And, and then last year he was actually running back 13 in PPR scoring, even though he missed two games. So um, even I think there was some concern with him and, and really we've seen his value. We've seen, we've seen his ADP drop a little bit. And I think he really offers a great, a great value to dynasty owners right now, because there is that perception that he kind of fell off the, the pace when I I don't think that's the case. He just, he missed a couple games. Uh, Coleman played well in his, uh, in his place, but we are assuming that Coleman will be gone this time next year. So Freeman feels pretty safe to me. Yeah, he seems pretty safe to me. In fact, I, I had him real high, him and Barkley is the top two candidates to, to jump into that tap 12. Matt, what are your thoughts on Freeman and anybody else really among this group? 
Yeah, I, I love Freeman, and I think that's a great call. And I think, like Ryan said right now, he's he's a definite uh, uh, a value, especially in startups and even in trades, just because of you know that he's coming off that injury in the late season, and and Coleman did show that he he's a player last year. So, but you know, you look like like Ryan said, you look ahead another season, and, and there's nobody else there except for Edo Smith. So, <laughs> so I, I think he he offers a lot of safety at least for the next two to three years uh, for dynasty owners. The other guy that I think we have to talk about is McKinnon you know he's the the, the hot uh, topic here other than Saquon Barkley I don't think there's any running back that's hotter in terms of uh, his dynasty value right now and how it's shot up um, in, in that Shanahan offense you know I we didn't really talk about Jimmy Garoppolo in the quarterback section but I bet a lot of people would put him up there especially with his most recent recent ADP as as a quarterback five in dynasty <laughs> ADP as of June so you know if you're going to put him up there then you probably got to project McKinnon for for 50 to 60 catches and if he gets that plus the workload and They've called him the Devonta Freeman of the Niners. So I think he's got to be in consideration at the back half of that. I don't think he necessarily has top five upside in my opinion, but certainly could sneak into the back end there. Um, and then one other guy I have to mention is uh, is Joe Mixon, who I, I just think that, that Cincinnati has to be better. Um, and now without Jeremy Hill there kind of mucking things up, I, I think they're going to really give him a shot to be a, a true bell cow. Um, uh, so so I, I would say those are my next two likely guys. Yeah, McKinnon's a really interesting one. I, I think all dynasty owners are expecting a big season. I, I really I question whether I expect a top 12 season out of Jarek McKinnon. And if we're only kicking four or five guys out of the top 12, I don't know if I necessarily have room for McKinnon. I, I, I like him. I, I think he has that upside for sure. But coming through with, with a bit, that big a season seems I mean, he's, at least he's running questionable. Back. He was running back 17, I think, last year on you know sharing time. So it's it seems like it's it seems like it's it's maybe not super likely, but I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility. Certainly possible for sure. Ryan, what are your thoughts on McKinnon and, and then Mixon as well? Yeah, McKinnon McKinnon actually kind of feels safe to me as well. If we're if we're looking for eight to push in, uh, at the very least, I think he's in line for. Uh, to improve on his position last year, which kind of feels obvious, but like Matt said, he he was running back 17 last year, sharing time with Cook until that injury, um, and then Latavius Murray following the injury. So it, it wouldn't be any surprise to see him jump up a handful of spots and, and at worst case, provide high-end RB2 value. Um, Mixon, I'm not quite as sold on uh, cracking the top 12, but... Really, it's all about um, the team and not the player. I I just don't have any confidence in really anything this, the Bengals are doing at this point. Uh, I, I hope I'm prov- proven wrong because they're uh, the closest thing I have to a local team, but it, it just seems to be a team that's trending down for me. Yeah, that, that trend has been going on for too long for Bengals fans, for sure. You know, dynasty owners all over the place are, are – would probably be upset if they didn't hear us mention Jordan Howard's name. Uh, Howard was a guy that made an appearance on this list a couple of seasons ago, and many owners a year ago would would have probably said they expect him to, to make the list once again in 2017. That didn't necessarily happen. There were a couple of injuries, and, and that offense progressed a little bit once Trubisky took over, uh, also the emergence of Tarek Cohen 
Um, Howard, for you, Ryan, what are your thoughts on him and his potential to be a top 12 running back once again? And uh, is there anybody else on this, uh, the potential list that could crack the top 12 in 2018? I've got some doubts about Howard, um, mainly because I, I really like Tariq Cohen and uh, I do expect him to see a lot more playing time. Uh, I, I, we, we know that Howard struggles to catch the ball and we know also that that's going to be more of a part of the bears offense this year. So, um, I, I could see him losing some touches and then also losing some, some touchdown opportunities, thanks to the improvement of their, their pass catching core. Of course they bring in Allen Robinson and Trey Burton, uh, and uh, I believe it was uh, Taylor Gabriel. They also added so any of those guys could essentially steal touchdowns from uh, from Jordan Howard. So he would not be a guy I would really want to to bank on at this point. Uh, the guy I'm kind of intrigued by as uh, as maybe a dark horse for the top twelve would be uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, also, <laughs> I kind of said some negative things about the Bengals offense that the Dolphins offense in general, or, or really their team in general kind of seems to be heading in the wrong direction as well. But if you just look at how he ended last season, Drake was a, a top, I think he was a top five running back for the last six weeks of the season. Um, and certainly did really well and, and surprised a lot of people after they moved on from Jay So if if he can continue that workload and that production, then obviously he would uh, find a spot in the top 12 also. Yeah, Kenyon Drake was the next guy on my list as well, and, and partially because of what you said, his finish to last season, but also that combined with them only bringing in Frank Gore and, and Kalen Bellage, who I'm, I'm not a big believer in. Uh, it seems like the the cards are stacked for Kenyon Drake to get a big workload once again. Matt, is there anybody else among the veterans around the league that you think could make that jump and potentially take one of these top 12 spots? There's a couple. Uh, just to go back to Howard real quick, I, I kind of feel like Cohen is maybe more likely to be a top 12 than Howard is next season. You know, it, it maybe in, in, in a, maybe in a similar way that, that Duke Johnson did it last season. You know, he just racks up a ton of receptions. They're going to use them all over the field, he says. And again, we're talking about fluffy OTA reports, but he said that this is the perfect offense for him and all, all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to see what he can do this season. Uh, Ryan wrote down Dion Lewis slash Derrick Henry. Now, this one is interesting because I think if Lewis doesn't stay healthy like he hasn't been able to for the majority of his career, then we could possibly have a running back one season out of Derrick Henry. Um, and then the last one here on the on this list that it makes it, it makes me a little bit nauseous, honestly. But Ryan wrote down Lamar Miller, and, and I could certainly see it because I have no confidence that Deonta Foreman is gonna gonna be able to play effectively, if at all, in 2018. So he could certainly be a, a back end, you know, right on that running back 11-12 cusp. He's been in the area before. So uh, the offensive line is terrible, but the offense, other than that, is looking pretty good for him. So those would be my next two guys. So it seems like we're all in agreement that this is going to be the most consistent transition from season to season among running backs, at least in recent memory. Uh, most of that top 12 is going to stay intact, and we're only going to add a few others. Barkley and Freeman seem most likely, followed by McKinnon and maybe Drake, perhaps Mixon. Uh, maybe a dark horse with with 
one of these other veterans, Alex Collins, maybe Howard, Derrick Henry. Uh, and then, and then I think we'd all agree that we expect another one of these rookies to, to emerge as a top 12 option at running back as well. It's a, it's a really interesting conversation to have this time of year, fellas. Uh, we covered the quarterbacks. We covered the running backs. Next week, we'll transition to pass catchers and talk a little bit about wide receivers and tight ends in the same light. Hopefully, we can identify a few of these guys most likely to fall out and then jump into the top 12 among their positions. For Matt and Ryan, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We'll catch you next week.